Good morning, everybody. Today, Bezat Hashem, we'll be learning Daf Tzadi Gimel Maseches Yavamos. I did get us behind the eight ball yesterday, so without further ado, Tzadik Bez, Amad Bez, 13 lines up from the wide, Amar Vigidal, Amar Vchir, by Yosef, Amar Rav. What are we saying in the name of Rav? The fact that Yavama Kiddushin Einba, which is something that we started discussing yesterday, which is to say, in the case where a Yavama married on the basis of testimony that per- turned out to be incorrect. She thought, uh, again, it was a tragic case in, the, in our Mishnah, a father and son, right, pass away, and we don't know who passed away first. If the son passed away first, that means that when the father died, he died childless, and his wife becomes a Yavama. And that's what she was initially told was the case. And then she went ahead, right, and wanted, and, and did, right, um, and she went ahead and did Yibam, or the other way around, where she was told that the father died first, in which case she went ahead and married outside, she, and it turns out that that was incorrect. Turns out she should have done Yibam, but instead she went and married somebody, not the Yavam, but, but uh, her high school sweetheart. So when, when that occurs, okay, so the question is, that is, on, that is in a case where she actually married and started living with the person. In that case, we have, um, we have the issues that are mentioned in the Mishnah. But as we mentioned, if she only did Kiddushin, that is the rare case where she can get out of that second marriage. Well, it's not really a Nisuin, it's just a Kiddushin, but she can get out of that relationship and that Kiddushin without a get. Or you could say that, or she can get, a get, even if she got a get, she would still not be puzzled to Kuna. That's where we left off yesterday. But again, in the name of Rav now, we emphasize that Yavama Kiddushin Einba, which is to say that the Kiddushin is not effective. And again, even if we did say that she needed a get, it's not really, uh, to, to break the Zika, it would only be a Darabanan, right? However, and, and again, the litmus test is that that get doesn't make her a Grusha for coin. So Yavama Kiddushin Einba, but Nisuin Yeshba. But the Nisuin, right, she would require a real get if she underwent Nisuin. Okay, so the Gemara says, E Kiddushin Einba, Nisuin Nama Einba. Maybe if Kiddushin isn't effective, then Nisuin also shouldn't be effective. Because after all, what is Nisuin without Kiddushin? What is Nisuin? It doesn't, isn't Kiddushin the preliminary prerequisite step prior to Nisuin? And therefore, if Kiddushin doesn't work, doesn't take, if you will, so then Nisuin wouldn't be effective either. So the Gemara says, what I, Ema Kiddushin Vinisuin Einba. No, so it must be one way of answering that statement of Rav. In other words, we're saying this statement of Rav doesn't make sense because if there's no Kiddushin, there's no Nisuin. So one way of amending it is to say that that's not what Rav said. Rav did not make a distinction between Kiddushin and Nisuin. Rather, what he really said was, Ema Kiddushin Venisuin Einba, that she has neither Kiddushin nor Nisuin. That's one way of amending Rav. But another thing you could say, Vibayas Eima, is my Nisuin Yeshba. What do we mean? What do we mean when we say that the Nisuin takes? We mean Kiznus, which is to say that it's not really a Nisuin, right? In the sense of, right, wedding pictures and all that, but it's Nisuin in the sense that she would require a get. In other words, right? It, it would, it, I'm sorry, would not with respect to requiring a get, but prohibiting her to the Yavam. In other words, when you've had Znus, so then you are with somebody who is outside of the Yibum, 
right circle, you are prohibited to the Yavam. Where do we learn that? Kirav Hamnuna. Damrav Nuna, Shomeris, Yavam, Shazinsa, Asura Yavama. Right? So once you know that halacha from Rav Nuna, that a woman who is supposed to be a Shomeris, Yavam, right? And instead of performing Yibum, before she did the Yibum, she had relations with a different man, totally out of the Yibum circle. So once she does that, the halacha is that she's Asur to the Yavam. He would not be able to do Yibum. He could only have, his only recourse at that point would be to do Chalitza. Right? He still would have to he still would have to uh, get rid of the Zika, address the fact that, that there is a Zika there, as we've discussed, but he could not address it with Yibam because she had been designed with someone else in the interim. He would have to do so with Chalitza. Okay. Well, once you know that, so then that's what we mean when we say Kiddushin ain't but Nisun Yeshba. That if all she did was Kiddushin, so then she would be mutter to the Yavam entirely. Right? Again, she erroneously married, in this particular case that we're talking about, she erroneously married... Um, did Kiddushin with somebody outside the Yibum circle. Then we find out the, the true facts and she realizes she was supposed to do Yibum. If she had only done Kiddushin, then she could do Yibum with the Yavam. If she had already done Nisuin, which is to say she already lived with the man outside the Yibum circle, then she can no longer do Yibum. She would have to do Chalitza. Fine. That's one possible answer that he had meant when he said Nisuin, he meant like, like Znus. Another answer might be, Really, we're saying Nisuin. We say, In what sense? In other words, what we're talking about is we treat, if she had actual Nisuin, we would treat that as, we would give her, require, give her a get. Technically, she doesn't need it, but the reason why we give her the get is because if we did not Right, treat her as if the nisun was effective. Then one would think that this brings it all full circle. That brings it back to the first mishnah in our parak, which is that we would think that it, that this erroneous case of a yavama is like the who where she finds out the wrong sequence of who died first, the father or the son. We would confuse that with the erroneous case of the woman whose husband went to the Medina Sayyam. And we have already discussed since the beginning of the parak what the halacha would be. When the husband went to Medina Sayyam, if she already married and had Nisuin with the, with the second husband, then we have all the chumras therein, right, where you have to do the get and you have to do, right? So, so that is something that we need to keep consistent. And therefore, that is why, that is, it's like a derabanan precautionary Right, um, a precautionary halacha. So when Rav is saying Yivama Kedushin ain't by Nisun Yeshba, he's not talking fundamentally about oh the Kedushin is Chal and then the Nisun uh, the Kedushin it doesn't take and then the Nisun does take. He doesn't mean fundamentally what happens in terms of the mechanics. He just means how do we treat it halachically? We have to treat it midarabanan halachically as if it was effective because we don't want there to be any pro- any confusion with the case of the Medina Sayyam. Adkan. So now we're five lines up from the bottom on Sadiq Beis and Beis. And we have a machlokas here, right? Because obviously um, there's a question of whether the, nis- the Nisuin or the Kedushin would work. So, Amar Rabbi Yanai, what's Allah b'chabura nimnu v'gamru ain Kedushin tofsin b'yabama. You might have noticed, right, that Rabbi Rav, Rav says the Kedushin is not tofis. And Shmuel said the Kedushin is tofis, right? So we see here, that they took, uh, that they took a, uh, a vote, 
and unanimously the Chabura voted, and Kiddushin Tovsin Beyavama. Right? Over here, like Rav. Okay. So, if the Kiddushin doesn't take in the Yavama, Amalei Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi, Lo Mishnaseinuhi, Rabbi Yochanan thought that this did not require a vote of the Chabura. He thought this was obvious, that the Kiddushin is not Tofes. Because there is, in fact, a Mishnah in Maseches, Kiddushin, that says the following, Okay, so this Mishnah is going to be relevant at the end. Uh, it's going to talk about uh, Yivum. But so far, what is this man doing? He is a man who wants to perform Kiddushan on a woman with stipulations that are not yet in effect. So, for example, he is not Jewish and he wants to effectuate the Kiddushan and he wants to start the mechanism now for a Kiddushan that will take place after he converts. Or Lacha Shetit Gairi, right? He's Jewish, but he's telling, right, the, his, uh, uh, his uh, Shiksa um, fiance that the Kiddushan should be Chal after she converts. Or Lacha Shetachar, or Lacha Shetachari, right, after I am, right, freed, or you are freed uh, from slavery, it's talking about. And again, this is something that we would not be able to, this is not like freed from jail. This is freed from slavery where in the status of an Evid, he would not be able to be Makadashar. So obviously these are cases where the Kedushan would not be Tophis in the state that this, at the time that the statement is made, the Kedushan would not be Tophis. Um, as we will see, and it will be the topic of our daf when we get to Tzadik Gimel, Bezrat Hashem, this is going to be talking about uh, whether a person can create a chalos with a davar shalobala olam. Is there a more lamdish sugya than this? I do not know. It is a fascinating idea. I may as well express it now. There is a question. The question is, can you, and it feels like we're learning the bavas now, we will discuss this uh, many times over, God willing, as we go through shas, but can a person set in motion now a mechanism that applies to a reality that is not here yet. We do it all the time, right? We use credit cards, right? In our world, we're very used to it, right? We make a transaction based off of some sort of tangible thing that's going to happen later. The, so, so Dover Shaloba, to say that it doesn't work would say that you need to have the tangible circumstances in hand now in order to create any kind of mechanism by which the actual transaction would happen. If you don't have the actual, right, physical things in hand, so for example, for this, in this particular case, if you don't have a man who's allowed to be Makadish a woman, and they're both eligible for Kiddushin right now, then you can't do the Kiddushin, right? What this Mishnah is implying, and we'll see uh, how this Mishnah is analyzed, we'll go through this Mishnah, we'll quote it more than just once today, what this Mishnah is implying is that it does not work, right? Because if, if a person is not eligible to be married now, then now is not the time that he could set the mechanism or, or actually lay out the transaction. You can't say, we're doing the transaction now to be effective when it is eligible. You cannot say that. You can only do the, so to speak, transaction when you are both eligible and it can be in real time effectuated. So, that's what the Mishnah in, um, in Kedushin seems to say. That if he says, when you become Jewish, or when I become Jewish, or la'ach, la'ach or listen to this one, 
Continuing in the Mishnah, right? In other words, right now you're married. But I'd like to be married to you as well. And your husband doesn't look like he's, he's in for the long haul. So why don't I do the, so to speak, the Kiddushin now, uh, and then it'll be, right, it'll take effect as soon as your husband dies. And here's the part that's relevant to us. Right? I want to be Mekadosh you as soon as your Yavam does the Chalitza on you. He hasn't then. So let's assume already the brother died and the Chalitza is pending. But still, right, she is, until the Chalitza happens, this woman is a Yavama that is attached to, right, as a Zika, to the Yavam. And so he's saying, okay, I know you have a Zika to the Yavam, but he's going to do Chalitza. So I'll be Makadish you now. It'll take effect once he does Chalitza. Says the Mishnah, Eina Mekudeshes. All of these cases, it doesn't work. She's not Mekudeshes. Now, from that final case of Chalitza, one could say that Kiddushin between a Yavam, right, and someone, a Yavama rather, and anybody else other than the Yavam does not take place, right? That was the Shita of Rav. That you can't do Kiddushin on a Yavama, it would never work. Uh, okay, that is what the Mishnah says, but is that the reason why? Is it because the Kiddushin on the Yavama doesn't work, or is it because she's ineligible now? That, in fact, is what Rav Yanai says to Rav Yochran. In other words, Rav Yanai was the one that, that said that this is a big Kiddush that we hold like Rav, that the Kiddushin doesn't work on a Yavama. And Rabbi Yochanan said, Why, are you teaching me something new? I have this mission in Kiddushin that says you cannot effectuate these things later. Says Rabbi Yanai, Amar Ilav did lailach chaspa, if I didn't lit, uncover this for you, mimishkachas marganisa to say, would you have found the pearl underneath? Which is to say, another way of saying this phrase is, if I hadn't set you up with the volleyball, would you have been able to spike it? In other words, I was the one that alerted you to this whole idea that a Kiddushin doesn't take effect on anyone other than a, the Yavam. Once you heard that halacha, so then you knew to apply it to this Mishnah. But had you not heard that halacha, then you would have thought what we thought when we read the Mishnah, which is that the only, the main topic of the Mishnah is that a person can't effectuate Kiddushin on a Dover Olam, right? I would have thought that it's a more fundamental Mishnah. Because after all, you have all the cases in the Mishnah, and all the cases are the same idea, which is you're not eligible for Kiddushin now, and therefore you can't be Makadish now. You have to wait till you're eligible. And you would have never thought that the one in Yibum is teaching you an additional halacha, which is that you can't be Makadish, a woman that's not a Yavam, necessarily. That's not necessarily the thrust of that Mishnah. Well, now that I've taught you that halacha, says Rabbi now you know that that's what that Mishnah means. Okay. So now four lines up from the bottom on Tzadik Beis and Beis. I'm Shlakish. He's going to dispute the, the proof altogether. Regarding that Mishnah in Kiddushin, he says, Elav de Kasalcha Gavaraba. If you were not, Rishlakish is saying to Rabbi Yochanan, now Rabbi Yochanan needs no, right, doesn't need any of our um, approval because he was the great God of Eretz And Rabbi Yanai was his Rebbe. And so he says, if you weren't considered like the best in the class, I would have been less respectful, so to speak, to you and told you, you know what? There's no proof to Rabbi from the Mishnah, after all, because because it's possible that that Mishnah in, in Kiddushan that we just mentioned is Rabbi Kiva. He simply says, Rabbi Kiva, that Kiddushan is not Tofes B'chai And since we know that there is a lav 
for a Yavama, as we've already discussed many times, there's an Isra La for her to marry anybody outside of the Shuk. So then you don't need this fancy Lumdus uh, applied to the Mishnah and Kiddushin to know that a woman who is a Yavama can't marry anybody else. Because the fact of the matter is, very simply, according to Rabbi Akiva, that is an Isra Lav, and therefore it's a non-starter. The Kiddushin would never be Chal. Okay. However, Rav Yochanan's proof still stands, as the Gemara will show you. This Mishnah, uh, this concept, this observation of Reish Lakish, that the Mishnah could be according to uh, Rabbi Akiva, is not really true, because the Mishnah is otherwise not so consistent with Rabbi Akiva as follows. It says the Gemara, V'i Rabbi Akiva, Ki amar then what about the case where he says, after Chalitza, I want the Kiddush to take effect. Wow. What's going on? Says the Gemara. Watch this. Our Mishnah that we just quoted in Kiddushin, right, says, this is, um, right, this is in Samech uh, Beis. This Mishnah in Kiddushin Samech Beis, right, is in fact saying that this case would not work, right? All of these cases, the Kiddushin would not work. Says the Gemara that if you hold like Rabbi Akiva, ironically, right, who says the Kiddushin isn't Tophis Bechayev Elavin, it's true that it wouldn't be Tophis now, but guess what? If you set it up such that the Kiddushin is Tophis after the Chalit, the Yavim does the Chalitza, according to Rabbi Akiva, it would work. And therefore the Mishnah cannot be Rabbi Akiva. Huh. Why would it work? Because Rabbi Akiva holds Adam Aknedavar Shalobala Olam. That's why we had to mention it in the introduction that in fact Rabbi Akiva would say that even though the person from the Shuk outside of the Yivum circle is certainly not eligible to marry the Yivama now, he can set in motion a Kiddushin by saying, I'm doing all the mechanics now. Let's fill out the paperwork. And then as soon as you get the Chalitza, it's going to take effect. That's an application of Dabr Shalobal Olam, which Rabbi Kiva holds does work. And once you hold it, that works. So then even though now it's a lav and it wouldn't be tofis, but once the chalitza is done, it's no longer a lav. And according to Rabbi Kiva's worldview, it would be tofis. And therefore the Mishnah can't be Rabbi Kiva. So now as we finally arrive at Gimel Maralf, we're going to dig into this concept of Adam Makhne Dabr Shalobal Olam. And that comes from a Mishnah in the Dharam. Says the Mishnah in the Dharam the follows. Konam Shaniyosu Laficha. First words on Tzadik Gimel What's going on here? A woman is uh, having some marital discord, Andrew. She's saying to her husband, uh, you're going to get my Maisei dime over my dead body. <laughs> I'm making a vow that you're never going to get my Maisei dime. Okay. That kind of neder, right? Konam is a lotion of neder. That kind of neder, uh, the husband, right? As we've already said, the Maisei Adayim and the Afaris Nadarim go hand in hand when it comes to the power, so to speak, of the Baal to, right, to revoke his wife's Maisei Adayim. We've already discussed this. It is all to promote marital bliss. So, but the wife says, if the wife tell, tells him, you're not getting my Maisei Adayim, he doesn't even have to um, undo that particular neder. Why? As Rashi explains, Right? It's an it's a it's a nonsensical nether because after all, she is, her Maisei Daim are Meshuba to him. And therefore she that that is an ineffective 
no matter what she says, that is against policy, that's an ineffect, that's against the Torah, and it's an ineffective nether, and therefore the nether is going to be disregarded entirely. And he doesn't even have to be made for that nether, to undo the nether. However, Rabbi Kiva says, Rekiva Omer in the Dharm, Yafer. Well, the husband should be made for that nether. Why? Shema Tadif Alav Yoser Min Which is to say, um, you may not have known this, but technically, the Maise Yadaim and the Mazonos go hand in hand as well, right? So, which means as follows. The husband has a obligation to support his wife, and she, in turn, if she goes out to work, she, right, uh, they have a shared bank account and her earnings go into the pot from which the husband supports her, right? So they're all supporting each other. It's a team, okay. Now, what if the wife turns out to be a very prominent CEO making eight figures? So then her income certainly exceeds his support of her. And in that situation, right, when that, when that happens, she can say, I'm not giving you all of it. In other words, you can, right, I'm going to put enough for you to support me with my own money into our joint bank account. But the, the, the profit, the leftovers, I'm putting in an offshore account in the Cayman Islands. That's not for you. Well, if she says that, that has not yet occurred. But if that were to occur in the future, she can actually make a nether already now that you're not getting any of it, which is to say that the nether, first of all, will make sense because the Maisei Adaim and the support of his, the Mizonos, balance out. So it's not a nonsensical nether. And the only obstacle to this nether taking effect is that she hasn't made the money yet. But according to Rabbi Akiva, that's not an obstacle either because she can already make a nether now for the future earnings that she will have. Okay? So that is our raya that Rabbi Akiva holds that Adam makne dover shaloba olam. Okay? Now Rishlakish is going to turn around and say, So by the way, Rishlakish is holding his ground. He's saying that, no, you, maybe you could have still said that Rabbi Kiva, um, that Rabbi Kiva does not hold that Einadam Davar, that Rabbi Kiva, you might still be able to say that Rabbi Kiva is not talking about future earnings. Why? Because it could have been said, like Rav Huna interpreted the Mishnah in the Darim, that the case of the woman being being um, made for on her, uh, the woman uh, vowing that she's not going to give them a dime, the language of that particular nether could have been the following. Beomeris, when she says, what's the language? Yikachu yadai le'oseha. The yadaim is be'alma. She intentionally, okay, is mekadish her hands, so to speak. So she says, my own yadaim, my earning potential, I'm a Kaddisha to the one above who has given me these hands with which I can earn the money. Which is to say, she is making the nether on something that exists now, otherwise known as her hands. So by attaching the nether to her physical, right, to her physical being right now, which is, in fact, in the world, right, Yadayim Isnubelma, her hands are there at the time of the vow. So that's why Rabbi Kiva says that that nether could take effect. In other words, the earnings maybe she hasn't earned yet, but she's already, right, sort of superimposing the earnings onto her earning potential in her hands. 
by superimposing on something that's extant, that's physical in the world right now, she's not really being magna davar shalom. So therefore, Rish Lakish is holding strong. He's rejecting the Rabbi Kiva holds that other magna davar shalom by reinterpreting this Mishnah in Adar. However, that is not going to hold a lot of water because we're going to have a lot of support now that this other magna davar shalom was in fact held by many gedolim as follows. We start with our valedictorian of Masech of Sochem. Avnachem Bar Yitzchak says, Dhamma Avnachem Bar Yitzchak, a following laundry list of the greatest Gadolim and Rabban of all, of all time who do in fact hold Adam Makne Davashlobal Olam as follows. Dhamma Avnachem Bar Yitzchak, Ravuna, Kirav, Rav, Kirabyanai, his Rebbe, Rabyanai, Kirabichia, Rabichia, Kirebi, Rebbe, Kirebi Meir, Rabbi Meir, Rabbi Elezer ben Yaakov, Kav and Naki, right? Rabbi Elezer ben Yaakov's notes were the best. Rabbi Elezer ben Yaakov, Karebi Akiva. The Amar, Adam Makne Davar Shalobal Olam. This is a quite an impressive list of rabbis who held that a person can, in fact, um, make a transaction now on a reality that has not yet occurred. Makne Davar Shalobal Olam. And so, Rabbi Kiva being on this list sounds not like Rish Lakish. In fact, that's what he holds that Adam. And now the Gemara will take us through each and every one of these gedolim in the context in which they held this uh, shita. Ready, Barry? Here we go. Ten lines down. Tzadik Gimel Amadalv. Ravuna Mahi. What's the context of Ravuna? He says Adam Makin Davar Shalom Olam. The following. Didmar Hamoyche Peres Dekela Chaveiro. Oh, the classic case. I'm feeling like like above a comma right now. Above Metzia and the Basra. Okay. Hamoyche Peres Dekela Chaveiro. Person sells what? The proceeds of a tree to his friend. Right? Ravuna said that if the produce is not yet in bloom, then the seller can withdraw from the sale. However, right? Once the fruit are in uh, bloom, right? Once the produce is in existence, he can no longer withdraw. So wait a minute. This is a raya that Adam is Makadav Shalom? How does that work? Yeah, look at Rashi. Yeah. In other words, once the produce appears, you can't go back on the transaction that you made when? Before the produce was there. In other words, yeah, okay. Until the produce appears, then you can, you're still, so to speak, in negotiation, right? But this is a transaction that was made before the produce appeared, and once the produce appeared, you cannot go back on that transaction, despite the fact that at the time of the transactions, the payros wasn't there. That shows you that that transaction had, right, halachic validity, even in the, before the payros were ever in the world. Okay? Amazing. Rav Nachman Amar, Af Olam. Rav Nachman's gonna say that even after the, the payros come into existence, Yochel Achzerbo. Right? So, that's a real application of Adam ain makna This is this is who Ravuna is arguing with, right? Rav Nachman is going to say that all this transactional right activity that took place before the fruit ever came into the world was garnished mit garnished because the fruit weren't yet there, right? That's a real application of ain Adam makna That's the sheet of Rav Nachman, as Rav Nachman says. Amar Rav Nachman, Moidina de ishamit ve'achil. I'll admit, right, that if the buyer Right, removed the tr- the fruit from the tree and started eating it. Lo mafkin You don't take it away from him. That's a that's a different 
right? Halacha and dine mamanus. That once he's already, you did the transaction, and then the buyer already ate the fruit. All right, so we're not going to make him pay for it. But the transaction itself is not chal mi ikar adin, right? Lachachila, unless the fruit are in place. So that is the proof that uh, that halacha um, is the proof that Ravuna holds of Adam Makam Davar Shalom. How about Rav? Rav, the Amar Ravuna, Marav, Omer Chaveiro. Okay, a person says to, to his fellow, he, he did not yet purchase the field, but he wants him to know that this field that I'm about to purchase, in other words, I want to ingratiate myself with Andrew, as I sometimes do. So I tell Andrew, I, I want to give Andrew a field, but I don't have any fields. So I'll say, Andrew, I am going down and about to purchase a field. The moment I acquire it, it's going to be your gift now, retroactive to now, Kana. So the amazing thing is, Andrew requires the field as soon as I purchase it. See what's going on, Barry? I'm telling Andrew that at the mo- right now I haven't yet. I'm going down to the field market today. But I haven't gone yet, right? Because it's too early. It doesn't open for another like three hours. So I tell Andrew, here's your gift. It's essentially an IOU. Here's your gift. As soon as I purchase the field, consider it yours. Well, that's something that hasn't happened yet. And yet, the moment I purchase the gift, it's as if I have given it to him in that very moment. That's a Kenyan Bedavar Shalom Good. Nine lines up from the bottom. We're going to go with Rabbi Yanai. Rabbi Yanai said, Rabbi Chia. Rabbi Yanai, Rabbi Chia. He held like Rabbi Chia. The Rabbi Yanai have a, you know, it's interesting and the uh, Mepharshim explained why our Gemara expressed it in this like Masora type Lashon that they received this tradition from their Rebbe and their Rebbe. It's interesting in its own right. But be that as it may, all these Gedolim held of this concept. What was the case of Rabbi as follows? The Rabbi Yanai have a Le'ariso. Story time. Rabbi Yanai had a sharecropper, right? An employee. Okay, to have a maisi like kanta de fairy called male shabta, and that employee would bring him a fruit basket every erev Shabbos. Beautiful. Hahu yoma nagale. One day there was a delay. We don't know why, but the sharecropper was delayed with his fruit basket. But Rabbi was so convinced that this fruit basket is coming. He was so habituated to getting it. Velo asa shaka velo asa. At the usual time, he didn't come, this sharecropper with the fruit basket. However, what Yanai did, Rabbi shakal aser mi pere devese alaihu. Rabbi did an unbelievable thing. He took miser on the fruit from his house, right? Uh, took fruit from his house and considered that the miser on the anticipated fruit that was going to arrive on Shabbos. In other words, like this. Let's presume... it. Uh, the sharecropper, uh, it does, I don't think it matters whether he was Jewish or not, right? This was his own stuff. This was a field that certainly required Meiser. And we know that there's a Gazera Derabonum. You're not allowed to take off Trumas and Meiser on Shabbos. And therefore, Rabbi when seeing, it looks like it's, he's getting here after Shkia with my fruit. And when he gets here, I'm not going to be able to eat the fruit because it will not have, it will have been Tevel, right? It will not have been Gemeisered, as Barry likes to say. And so I'm going to take off this miser now, even though the fruit are not here yet. Wow. And then Rabbi Yanai also 
afterwards, Yanai went to his Rebbe Rebbechia to find out if this was a good idea. Was he able to take off the miser before he even got the fruit? You did a great thing, Rebbechia. You did the right thing. That was a good move. Why? The Tanya, because we learned in the Brisa, Leman Tilmud Liyiras Hashem Elokecha Kol Hayamim. What does this mean? Kol Hayamim. It means Elu Shabbosos V'Yamim Tovim. All right. So this pasuk, it's actually in the Chumash, in Sefer Devarim. It said you should learn right to take off. It's in the context of taking off Meiser, taking off Meiser, so that. In that context of taking off Meister, we talk about that you should fear Hashem all of your days, meaning what? That it's part of the Shabbos prep is to take off the Meister. So you're Mekayim, this idea of preparing for Shabbos, uh, preparing for Oneg Shabbos, you're Mekayim, this idea when you took off the Meister in anticipation of the fruit on Erev Shabbos. And it obviously had no problem with the fact that the fruit had not yet arrived which is an application of a person being able to machness, so to speak. That's why I say in more general terms, setting off a mechanism, right, uh, on a something that's not yet physically um, extant in front of us. Wow. Now, Lamai Hilchasa, what was the halacha that he was teaching from this pasuk? Ile malas sure umechal. Wait a minute. Was he trying to teach him? Again, all he said was that there's a pasuk with regards to Meiser that says you can take off this Meiser to make your Shabbos better. So wait a minute. If he meant, maybe he meant that you're allowed to take off Meiser on Shabbos. No, 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 no. That's a funny way of saying it. What the Gemara is saying here is it could not be that the pasuk is referring to the notion of Tiltal Durabanan is, is something that the Mepharshim are going to have to grapple with as they do. Why is it saying Tiltal um, Maybe it's, there's a muktza, uh, implication. But be that as it may, here's what it means by Itzrach Karla Mishri Total The bottom line is, <laughs> the Avera, so to speak, the Isser of taking off Meiser on Shabbos is an Isser Durabanan Barry. So, what do you think? The Pasuk addressed in advance an Isser that didn't exist? In other words, when a Pasuk is telling you that you could take off my, when a Pasuk is telling you about Meiser, that you did a good thing, it would probably not be anticipating that the Rabbanon are going to be machmir on this. Uh, a Pasuk de'araisa would only make sense if it was addressing an Isra de'araisa because it's in the Torah itself and that predates when the Rabbanon made the Isra in the first place. It would be an uh, anachronism for the Torah to be referring to an Isra de'arabonon in the Pesukim. Uh, there's, there's more here, right? Like, like you can imagine... You could say, oh, well, the, all the Yisurim Darabonan are embedded in the Yisurim Daraisa. I understand. But that's what he means here. That that's, it, it probably is unlikely that the Pasuk Daraisa was referring to an Yisur Darabonan. Elamai, as we turn to Tzadik Gimel and Beis, Elalav Kihai Gavna, right? As Rashi says, the first Rashi in Tzadik Gimel and Beis, the Mutalaser, Almashalobalolam, Ba'atid Lava, Latorachonic Shabbos. It shows you that what Rabbi was referring to was this exact circumstance. Can you take off my sir? With your current fruit on fruit baskets that have not yet arrived. There you go. Okay. Now, Amarle, what ended up happening? So Rabbiana said to Rabbihia, What's Akriun Bechelma? He saw something in the dream. So now we're gonna have the, the postscript. What was the follow-up story? Well that night, right, Rabbianai had a dream. 
you know, Rebchia told him that he did the right thing. But Rabbi was uneasy about it. And in a dream, uh, a splintered cane appeared to him, right? That night, that Friday night, Kone Ratsuts. He saw a splintered uh, piece of, of wood. My love, Haki Kamerli. That splintered piece of wood, isn't that a message that I did the wrong thing? Is it not possible that what that splintered piece of wood represented was the following Pasuk? The following Pasuk in Malachim Bays, which says, The context there was Musr, Musr to Chizkiah, that he's relying on the king of Egypt. You know, like um, Rabbi Malinowitz Zatzal, who this, uh, this, Dafyomi uh, is always, um, during the hardest times, uh, when we were disengaging from Gaza, from, um, right, uh, Gush Katif, he was not, uh, he was not pleased at all. And he says, Oh, we're just doing this to bend our, to the will of the Umma Sa'olam to be diplomatic. And he would refer to this kind of pasuk that our strength comes from Hashem, not from the Umma Sa'olam. That is a, it is a, uh, is foolhardy to think that the other nations are going to be what supports you and that their opinion is the only thing that matters. That was sort of his mahalach in general. He, he was a, Right, Chovas Olavavos Bitochem Hashem individual, and so Mishenes Hakanei Aratzosaze. Should you support in the splintered reed? Meaning, it's a derogatory reference. He sees a splintered reed. Maybe he should not have relied so much on this kula by, in advance, right, taking off Meiser on the fruit basket they did not got, that he did not yet get. So he saw the splintered reed as a negative connotation. But Ruchia, his rabbi, encouraged him. He said, "Lo." That's not what the splintered reed represents. Rather, this is what the splintered reed represents. Oh, that is a pasuk in Isaiah. It's talking about Mashiach. Mashiach will be so universal, you're so universally accepted, you say, oh, when Mashiach comes, he's going to have to be like David Copperfield, Lahavdil. He's going to have to make mountains disappear and Statue of Liberty disappear. He's going to have to show all kind of mofsos in order to be accepted. Says the, says the Pasuk in Isaiah, not so. Mashiach is going to be so obvious that it's Mashiach, he's not even going to have to do the old match trick where you just strike a match and a fire comes out. He's not going to have to even use uh, to light a splintered reed, which is to say, not in derogatory terms, but in laudatory terms. You did something so good that it's indisputably a great thing. Okay? So now five lines down, Sadi Gimel Beis. In other words, he held of this, which, by the way, back to our topic, is an application of Adam Makhnidav Shalobal Olam in the sense that he took off Meiser on a fruit basket that he not yet received. Okay, now, Rebbe, where's the evidence that Rebbe also holds of Adam Makhnidav Shalobal Olam? Tanya. Rebbe said, Right? You can't deliver a slave to his master. What's this? Rebbe Omer, here's the case. It's referring to the following. You find a slave and you say, right, I'm going to purchase you on condition that you free yourself. How does this work? Here's back again. The cost of lay, right? The case where the slave purchaser wrote to the slave, right? As soon as I buy you, you go free, right? In other words, you should not do this, but it works. In other words, Lotaski Adonov means you shouldn't do that. <laughs> but the point is that it works. That's the Chiddush. How, how would it work? 
Well, only if the mechanism of works, right? Because he has not yet been caught to him, and yet he's effectuating the, the process already. Wow. What's the case where the mayor holds of this? So, the Tanya. Really, we're going to repeat this mission in Kiddushin that we had already said, uh, as advertised. Uh, so whether this is the Tanya or the Tanya is in fact uh, a Girsa issue. And be that as it may, let's read the Mishnah Kedush in Samach Beis again. Right? Let's do the Kedushin now. Even though you're a Shiksa, it's going to take effect as soon as you convert. Or or I'm a Sheikh, it's, you know, both cases. After you get freed, uh, or the, right, after I get freed or after you get freed. Right, right now you have a husband or um, your sister. I'm married, uh, I'm married to your sister, right? Uh, but once these people are out of the way, this conditions will immediately take effect. The case we discussed at great length. After your Yavam is you, that was that part of the mission. However, it is in fact the Shita of Mayor that she is Mekudeshes, and that Shita would never work unless you actually held Adamaknadavar Shalobala Olam. So now we're two lines down in the wide, and we have Rabbi Lezer bin Yaakov. Rabbi Lezer bin Yaakov's Titania. What's the Bryser? Yasser al Kain Amar Rabbi Yaakov. Moreover, moreover to what? Well, you have to know what's been going on until now. This is the continuation of a b'risa that's quoted in the same page in Kiddushin, Samach Beis. What's going on over there? Well, do you know that you can only take off truma on produce that was already cut? First, you need to have havash shlish, at least a third of growth, and then it has to be cut. Therefore, what if you say, I'm taking truma off of this produce that's still in the fields, totally not uncut. In other words, non-harvested produce off of harvested produce or taking harvested produce and having it be chalas truma off of non-harvested produce. That you should not be able to do unless you're going to say that it's um, initiating it now, but once all the produce is harvested, that's when it's going to take effect. So that's where we are holding, where Amar Lezman Yaakov, Afilu im Amar, that not that even if a person said that these tolushim, right, this harvested produce will count as truma on this other produce that is still attached, or the converse, right, the attached produce should work as truma for the non-attached. In both cases, once. Everything is harvested, meaning both once both arugos, so to speak. Once everything is hard, harvested, dvarav kayamim, boom. Lezim Yaakov holds, even if one of the uh, uh, you know gardens, if you will, is is or fields is totally in the ground still now and non-harvested, you can start the process, make your transaction, and as soon as everything's harvested, it's chal. It's a classic example of Adam Maknadavar Shalobala Olam. Finally, Rabbi Kiva, we says that's non. We learn in the Mishnah in the Darim. Right? We said over there. A woman says, You're getting my dime over my dead body. So this is what we quoted before. She does she's she makes a vow that you can't have it. We say that that vow is garnished. However, Rabbi Kiva, not so much. 
This is what we already quoted. Yafer That in fact, in this application of even now she's not yet made the windfall, the eight-figure salary. She can already be mocked now this eight-figure salary, right? Um, and say that you're not getting any of it. In other words, you're only going to get enough to support me with, but not beyond that. Now, six lines down in the wide, we go back. We go back to the Eid Echad, right? So back to the very first mission over here in our parak. We want to know, we already said with Medina Sayam, that a woman can remarry on the basis of a single aid, right? That her husband is dead. What about, can she do Yibam on, on the basis of this, Right? In other words, the case is that the testimony that her husband is dead, but this is an even more tragic, I guess you could say, case where they are childless and now there's a brother. Does Yibum take effect? That's kind of a different question, right? Is that the same or is it different, right? Does she go to the Yavam? So, they ask this question of right? That's essentially our case. Would the Eidechad be enough for her not only to go ahead and get married, but to do Yibum? So, the Gemara wants to see both Tzadim. Tamad Eidechad, what's the reason for the Eidechad? Mishum de Milsa, Davida Liglul, Mishaker? Well, if the reason why we believe in Eidechad is because this Eidechad, when he says the husband's dead, he's really on the hook because he knows how awkward it'll be if the husband ever does show up. So he, have, he has no incentive to lie because this lie, when it's revealed, is going to be super awkward. And therefore, that's why we believe in Eidechad. If that's the reason, that would be true both by Yibum or by regular going on to marry someone else. Right? Or maybe the reason why we believe in Eidechad is not because of the fact that the truth will eventually be revealed, but because we know that in addition to the testimony of the single aid, this woman who was very, very much in love with her lost husband, Nebuch, is going to be majorly, make majorly sure that he's gone before marrying anybody else. And that's why we believe the Eidechad. However, but here, maybe she kind of has feelings for the brother. She kind of likes the brother. Maybe she won't check as much. And so if the reason why we believe in Eidechad is because the woman is going to check, maybe that does not apply to the Yavam, and therefore an Eidechad should not be sufficient to allow her to go to the Yavam. So 10 lines up, from the bottom of Tzadikim Amaleiz, Amalei Rav Sheshes, what did Rav Sheshes say? Tnisua Amalei Meis Beneich. So that's our Mishnah. When they told her Meis Beneich Vachakach Meis Baaleich, Vinisyabma Vachakach Amalei Chilu Fadvarim Teitzev Avladarishon Vachvarn Mamzer. Right? We already said that if they told her that your son predeceased your husband, which is in this tragic case, the husband died childless, and therefore she would have to do yivum. Then it turns out that was not the case. The husband died first. We say she has to leave the Yavam and the and the children are considered Mamzerim. So what's the case? If you say that both cases, it was cases where two Adam came and said the son died first, then two Adam came and said the husband died first. So my honey, If it's really tray tray, so why did we believe her in the first place? Why do, why would we rely on one set of Adam more than the other? The old Mamzer. You're going to say that he's a real Mamzer, Suffolk Mamzer who? That's tray tray. It's not a real mamzer, it's just a suffolk. And if you say, well, it really is a suffolk mamzer. The Tana just was imprecise when he said mamzer. That can't be the case because the Sefer of the Mishnah, as you might recall, said that a Rishon mamzer, mamzer. It sounds like it really knows what he's talking about. When he says mamzer, he means mamzer mamish. 
Elav Shmami Chad. No, must be rather that the Eid Echad effectuates a Yibum. Because it, there must be that the first case was the case of an Eid Echad. A time of the Asubetreya And concluding the, the proof that the reason why when two Eidim come, it's Achshua and refuted Halavachi Mehemon. Because if it weren't for the Treyedim, he would have actually believe, been believed. So we'll pick up tomorrow over here with the Ika de Amri, which is, I think, somewhere like four lines up from the bottom of Tzadik Gimel Ahmed Bez.